Hello, guys. This is our host today, Dimitri, Sergei. Hey, guys. Tina. Hi. And today we have a guest from Costa Rica. His name is Carlos. Hello. And hi, Carlos. Thanks for coming on the show today. And without further ado, can you introduce yourself, share a little bit about your background? First, thanks for inviting me, guys. Thanks for the beers. Well, I'm from Costa Rica. I've been here already in the Netherlands for one year and eight months. Back in Costa Rica, I was working as an engineer. Uh, I'm 29 years old. Before coming here, what you been up to in Costa Rica? What was your job occupation? Okay, yeah. Back in Costa Rica, I was working on a real estate development. I was a project manager or like seven projects in the city center. Mixed use projects and I was doing project management of the remodeling businesses inside each project. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was like managing construction, designing, all those mm -hmm. engineering stuff. Why you decided to pursue a master's and in particular in the Netherlands? Well, first in the company that I was working on, uh, I was already on a level where if I don't study something else, I was not able to get a better position as a manager or a director. And then I said to myself one day, if I don't do anything, I'm going to be in the same position for five more years, for 10 years or something. So I needed to do something. I needed to grow. That's why when I decided to study a master, first I started looking for some possibilities. If you're from Latin America, I will say that the easiest option and the most common is to go to the States but it's too expensive. So then I thought about Europe. I started looking and I also like to party. I chose first the Netherlands and then I started looking for programs here and something related also to my background as an engineer. So I found uh, this one in Rotterdam, Erasmus, that was urban management, and they had this speciality in economics. So that was perfect for what I wanted. And then I'm here. Mm -hmm. I moved to that one. So. Yeah, I mean, you've been here for a while. Can you share your way of coming where you are right now in the Netherlands? It wasn't a lot easy because in Costa Rica, even though I had a good position and I had some savings, like moving to another country, paying for a master and everything is like quite expensive. Well, I started planning the master for two years. I saved money. I got a student loan and everything. And then I moved to the Netherlands thinking that everything was going to be fine. I was like already working. I had money. You know, like I met cool people. I started partying and everything. And then I saw my bank account. So I needed to do something. So at one point during the master, I decided to stay. And in order to stay, then I needed to put my shit together. So the first thing when I initially moved to the Netherlands was to find a place to stay. I said to myself, like, it's okay. I, I'm just going to go and then I'm going to walk around the city and I will call and then I will get an apartment. It's, I mean, probably it's not that expensive. And then <laughs> I came here, I booked a, a hostel for one week. And then at the end of the week, 
nothing didn't have anything <laughs> so i went to the reception i said like guys can i extend my stay here for one more week what like, sparks cost sparks sorry oh, yeah legendary yeah. place <laughs> during pandemic that was the place to be uh, <laughs> was the only place selling beers so like after two weeks i went again to the reception it's like hey guys can i extend again <laughs> and they said carlos you know we know that finding a place in the netherlands is hard we are now offering something, it's called long stay. <laughs> you can pay the whole month and it's like you've been living here. That's perfect for me while I'm finding a place. At the beginning, I was with one friend from the master. I was supposed to get an apartment, but then they said that they were remodeling the apartment. That they were going to give us the apartment in December or something. Then in Do December, we didn't get it. Then later. It was January, and then in January they said like, no, the kitchen is still not finished. In February, we said, yeah, we don't want that apartment. And then I thought maybe I can stay the whole year in this place, in the hostel, because I had my own bathroom and they were doing the cleaning for me. I was only sharing the kitchen, so it was perfect. How much you were paying? I was paying 800 euros per month. Per month. Mm. Yeah, it was a small room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not the best. So when I decided to stay in the Netherlands, then I said, okay, the first thing that I need to do is to find a place. I cannot live on a hostel for yeah. <laughs> for five more months or something. <laughs> so I started looking for places. I went to some viewings, horrible thing. Well, I met cool people in the viewings. And then I got the place where I'm living right now with the Dutch roommates. I was perfect. So, okay, the first thing, checked a place to stay and then i needed to find a job so i started probably around february i started sending cvs to companies a lot of rejections i didn't had a master yet so it was harder did you have place by february or you didn't no the place i got it in on april oh no i started finding a job in february mm. sending cvs if you could tell us how many applications if you may remember like you've sent before you got oh probably i sent like 200 or something well at some point i was just like sending sending clicking clicking easy apply then you all been there mainly apart from Dmitry. yeah by the way speaking of which i just realized yeah sorry for interrupting just some exciting news coming from uh, yesterday because in our small gang our expert dispatch podcast one of us was able to land a really nice decent job just got an offer yesterday congratulations thank you can you tell us a little bit how you landed it we can also connect it to the carlos experience um yeah we were studying together with carlos and you guys but with carlos we were in the same master truck and when i was studying well i started applying for jobs pretty late so by November I didn't send a single application because I had no idea if I'm gonna stay or what I'm gonna do and I didn't really know what area I wanted to be specialized in. But then I realized at some point that if I don't, as you say, get your shit together, I will end up nowhere. And at that moment I also had some interests in yeah, in economics and finance and this areas around ESG and I've started thinking more strategically in terms of what skills do I need, what market demands and how can I position myself in a way to be more 
attractive for potential employers. And that when I did a few courses to improve my technical skills, worked on programming languages, on communication skills, and other important things that are needed and demanded in the job market. And slowly but steadily, I was going to that direction. Yeah, I guess the first thing you really need to know is just to understand what do you want and have this sort of plan. So now you're here, you want to get over there. First, I got an internship. I'm still doing it and wrapping it up in two weeks. And while I was doing the internship, I started applying to more places. And one of the applications turned out to be successful. I went through the interview process and yesterday I got an offer. Do you know how long it had been uh, between the first call from the recruiter till the offer? It was just two weeks, two and a half weeks, I think, in total. Wow. That's yeah, it was super, fast. it was, it was super fast. Uh, an outlier because yeah. yeah, in other episodes we were discussing that the process of getting a job, landing a job can, can take yeah. more than half a year with all the visa issues. But I mean, yeah, it really depends. Yeah, but the reason I, out of sudden, I just remembered it because you, Carlos, you shared this number with us of 200 applications or something. And the success rate of Dimitri with like real interviews is what? Well, I only had four interviews in my life and all of them were successful. So wow. percent yeah. <laughs> I mean, two for the internship, two for the job. Yeah, I think I got lucky, of course, uh, to some extent, but at the same time I worked. Quite yeah. hard. That's something good that what you're saying, because if you just think strategically on finding a job on what you want to do and you start working on that, then you will get a, mm -hmm. eventually a position. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, in my case, I was just like sending, sending. I need to find something with just like a random CV instead of working on my profile, mm -hmm. trying to sell myself to, mm -hmm. to a company or whatever. At the end, sending application didn't work for me. Coming back to the um, way you got the job, talk to us about the entire, you know, thing. Okay. Yeah. As I, as I mentioned, I needed to find something to do because I was spending a lot and I was not having like a clear vision on what was going to happen after the master. So I said like, okay, while well, I'm writing my thesis, I have free time, then I'll, I'm going to start doing something. It could be a part-time. So I started working at a hotel, doing uh, the front desk in, during the nights while I was writing my thesis. It was good. It was easy money. I had time also to go out with my friends, do some sports and write my thesis. That was perfect. But I knew that I needed to do to, like, to have a proper job. So also when I was doing the thesis with two other friends, Hussein and Camilo, we started a challenge from the university. The, the was about tackling one of two problems that the city is having right now. That is the shortage of containers and the energy transition. We decided to go with the shortage of containers. So we started working on an idea and we founded a startup. Let's call it that way. That was the challenge about. And then we founded uh, a startup about sharing spaces in containers that are already going to be shipped. Mm -hmm. It's a sharing platform, mm. something like that. At the end, it was a successful idea. We won three out of nine awards in the, in the challenge. Wow. It was a big presentation. And because of that, I had 
enough exposure to some companies and then one company contacted me and then they offered me a position to say like carlos we like your profile we like what you're doing i felt like i was on a movie you know like yeah <laughs> i was there carlos was a star all the night so everyone wanted to talk to him all like journalists oh recruiters there were there was a guy who was recording carlos's story for some magazine i don't know if it got published yeah it got published mm. but it's funny because uh, sometimes uh, i go to a place and it's like i think like your face is familiar to me so after this this challenge a company immediately after the i did the presentation a guy approached me and said hey carlos can i talk to you for a second it's like oh shit this guy gotta say hey we like your profile like we want to we want to invite you for some interviews maybe you are interested in working for us it was the logistics company here in the netherlands so I said, yes, yeah, let's do it. So I went to the interview. The first one was like, just to know what they want to say. So basically they were trying to convince me to work with them. Mm. It was like the opposite, <laughs> not like me trying to find a job where they tried to, to hire me. So I was on a, let's say like a powerful position. And so then I told them, okay, what do you want me to do? It's like, and then they said, like, what do you want to do? And then they offered me three positions. Uh, one was the, the one that I'm doing right now, that is, let's say, like ocean strategy. It's called ocean fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Then the other one was business management. That was very interesting. And the other one was uh, in operations. I chose the one of a strategy because I met one of the, the managers from the company and she was going to be my manager. So I wanted her to be my mentor and everything. But besides this, it's like, I got this position because of a challenge and because of the network that I did in, on the challenge and exposure that I had on it. So in my case, as you were saying, Dimitris, once you start thinking on, on a more strategical way on how to get a job, mm -hmm. then things will start Would working. You, yeah. 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 That's, so that's, it's not about applying and just having any job. It's what do you have that is attractive for yeah, compet companies? Competitive yeah. advantages exactly. where, where you can actually bring value. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right. But given your uh, background in engineering, and now you work in logistic. Was it somewhat of a challenge to transition from one industry to a completely new industry like that? It was a, it was a big challenge. It's a still a big challenge because it's not my expertise area. Mm -hmm. It's a logistics and maritime knowledge is something that I'm learning right now. Something mm -hmm. that I'm constantly learning. Also that I know a little bit, but I'm not an expert engineer was my comfort area, but I knew that at some point I needed to do a transition because I study a master in, with this track in economics. I knew that I was going to trans transition into something more uh, management mm. or business, more strategic instead of being an engineer in design. You were planning more of a like, gradual shift. Yeah. Interdals be just a rapid exactly. change. In this case, I mean, I, I the the numeric analysis and the data analysis that I learned in engineering and also in the master, I'm using. But the rest is like completely new, mm -hmm. and that's also something very interesting that I would like to comment is that 
companies are not only looking for your profession or your studies, they are also looking for your energy, your skills, your soft skills. Mm -hmm. So it's not only about what you learn in university, it's also on mm -hmm. what you can bring to a company, mm -hmm. to a team, how you can manage a team, how you can manage a project or... Absolutely. Yeah, it's a very fascinating story and it's really good that you, from the first attempt, kind of landed a very good job, which you like, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but uh, maybe let's also talk a little bit about the cultural aspects, the cultural differences. The culture, it was something different. I was more used to like a chill vibe and always being, be, not being late, but not taking too serious the, the scheduling mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. That's something funny actually, it's because the Latin American countries, we have a concept of time is called polychronic time, that it's based on contingencies. It's not as monochronic in the European mm -hmm. countries. That's why you like to be late? It's not. I consider it so many things that can go wrong and that they go wrong and that's why I'm late. Is that <laughs> that's a completely different perception and dealing with time. Yeah, but I'm learning because I know that the Dutch people are like all time always. Absolutely. In the time that they said in 15 minutes. Right. Just a little <laughs> comment from my side. At the moment I met Carlos. I remember we were working on some sort of economic workshop. His presence is so calm and he's so confident. Time stops around Carlos somehow. And if you had any sort of anxiety whatsoever, it just disappears. Can you calm the ocean? Calm the climate change? Actually, that's a joke that in the company they used on me because like when I started this job, one of the services that I managed in was very chaotic because mm -hmm. of the weather, because everything was always going wrong. And when I started... Well, I guess it's your superpower. Uh, that's your competitive advantage. Yeah, I'll use that if I want. Yeah, you need to realize it for sure and uh, implement and let. Maybe you can, based from your experience, both in the Netherlands and in Costa Rica, provide some kind of tips some general ideas for people who are coming not only in the Netherlands, but just another country to find a job, to pursue their career. Well, the best advice that I can tell someone is just to be intentional. Mm -hmm. It's just think on what you're doing. Just don't do things just because you feel that you need to do them. Not think about like a plan think about something and work based on that because mm -hmm. It's hard. You asked me about the culture and it was hard. I mean, I was in a relationship before coming here, I'm single right now, but that didn't work. My professional life is going well, but that, that, that side didn't work. So you're going to have a lot of challenges. And then by being intentional and facing them with a positive mind, then you can do it. The Netherlands is a great country. You meet mm -hmm. a lot of nice people. Uh, the weather is not so bad. Oh, <laughs> just yeah, I did, I, did, I did some research before this episode and apparently in Costa Rica, there are 150 to 200 sunny days a year. So from <laughs> April to December, it's basically like very good weather. And then there is one rainy season. I also read a piece of news today that this June, 2023, was the sunniest and the hottest in the last more than a hundred years in the Netherlands. 
So it's yeah breaking all the records, and I just hope that we will see some sunshine along the summer, and that it is not the entire norm of the year. But yeah, the weather here is unpredictable and mostly not in a good way. <clears throat> Speaking more of a social life, how you finding here in terms of going out, activities, meeting people? Think it's like friendly environment. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a very social city, at least Rotterdam. I have met a, a lot of people. It's full of international people. It's full of people also doing masters, working. So they are also alone. They are looking for friends. There is always something to do. Even on a Monday, on a Tuesday noon, you have something to do. Mm-hmm. So that's it's great. It's a great city. Yeah, you you'd recommend. Yeah, for sure. You're okay. trying it. Okay, I think just to wrap up the episode, the one now ask you to share maybe some quote in English or Spanish that keeps you motivated or just a general advice or tip for our listeners. I will say that it's something that has been in my mind and is that uh, since I moved here, I got closer to my family than when I was back in Costa Rica. Mm. And it's just because being alone is not a bad thing, but it's something that you need to deal with and something that you need to learn. So. I got closer to my family and I, I learned how to be by myself. I also learned how to love myself and that's like, I'm still on the process of that. The, the self-development that you can get by moving out of your comfort zone, that's something that motivates you. Straight on point. So thanks for coming. It's been a pleasure having you here. Great story. Thanks for sharing it and we wish you all the best in implementing your strategy further. Uh, let's go for some beer. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye.